Hey there, it's Lacey J from Space Bear Media, the makers of Lost in My 40s. Did you know that you can go to spacebearmedia.com right now to access all our content, including our weekly video pre-shows where your hosts ponder ethical questions related to the week's episode and answer some fun questions just for, well, fun. Speaking of fun, if you have it, thanks to our content, please consider rating or reviewing Lost in My 40s on your favorite app or recommend us to a friend who loves Lost. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's Lost in My 40s. Season two, episode eight. It's called Collision. It's an Anna Lucia episode. I'm going to be giving it to you. Had I known that Christy was going to hate this character so fucking much, I might have given the episode to her. But uh, this is the one where we find out that her hate is probably justified. So, and and for gonna... that reason, Christy will not be joining us today. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah. I made a lot of notes. Okay. Oh, you know, oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we dive in, Benjamin, can you uh, update us? Where, where are our power rankings right now? Our power rankings are, let's see, who's in first? Well, Mr. Echo is in first. Are we doing season? We're doing seven. So uh, let me figure. Yes, Mr. Echo's definitely seven. in first place. We're doing episode eight. Oh, you're so you're looking at seven. Got it. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at seven. Right. So Mr. Echo is in cool. the lead um, with uh, with fifty six points. Kate is in second place with twenty nine. Holy cow, he's killing it. Yeah, and actually Hurley is in third place. I think this may be his first time. Um, no, never mind. Hurley and Helen have been have been in that same have place been for, in that, in for quite a while. Yeah, right. So yeah, actually, Hurley and Helen they're still there. Um, I mean, who doesn't love Peggy Bundy? That's right. Um, okay. And in, in, well, then we got last place. Come on now. Oh, yeah. Don't, oh, rush, yeah, oh, yeah. don't rush me. Don't be hasty. Uh, we've don't got Randy Douchebag Nations in last Ooh, yeah. place with Mr. Cooper behind him. And uh, in third from last, it looks like we've got Susan. Yeah, she's a bitch. That yeah. cunt. Yes. But, yeah, she's a she, cunt. Fuck that girl. <laughs> are we ready? Yeah, I'm I don't ready. know. I don't Christy, know. Are I feel you like there's, angry? I feel there's, there may be there may be a little too much <laughs> anger for this to be a to, for this to be a good episode. No, no, I think it's going to be good. Let's uh, let's just dive right in. All right. Well, thank you, Christy. I'm going to go ahead and fucking do that. This episode starts in a flashback. Uh, Anna Lucia is putting bullets into the head of a shadow on a piece of paper at the shooting range. She's like. Five rounds right in the head, and then another five in the heart. Uh, her face is stone cold, but I feel like maybe she has sort of a resting kind of bitch face as possible. Um, so then she's in an office talking to what appears to be a therapist. He brings up Danny, and Anna Lucia tells him that Danny left and it's over. He's uh, no longer thinks- here, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> 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 so, 
Uh, she says she thinks that she's better off alone. They chat for a little bit more, and the therapist basically tells her that he thinks she's better uh, than when they first met four months ago, and he hands her a police badge and welcomes her back to the force. So that is when we find out. I Anna wish, Lucia I wish, instead of going to see a cop, I wish instead of going to see a therapist, she had gone to see an analyst therapist. Oh my God. Can you oh tell we're God. watching Arrested Development? Oh. Um, and he's an trying to, Yeah, he's trying to bring up anal rapist. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I kind of figured Anna Lucia was either a cop or in the military, just by the way she was in the first few episodes. Oh, oh did you? Yeah, Anna Lucia. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, Anna or gang. Anal. Or gang. <laughs> no, 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 anal no. Lucia. Yeah. Oh my God! No, uh, Christy, one of the characters on Arrested Development, he like on his business card tried to write like analysis and therapist, analyst. and so he wrote analyst, a- analyst and therapist. Yeah, so his business card said anal rapist. Um, <laughs> but as he said, anyways, it, I was like, the, I was the first anal rapist. Yes, the first anal rapist. Okay, shall we go back to the island? Um, yeah, sure. All right. So Anna is. We, we basically come back to the same moment that we've now seen, what, three or four times. Uh, and Anna is, like, kind of slowly realizing that she has shot and killed one of the originals. Uh, Saeed is staring at her, enraged. He stands up, or, he, like, he puts Shannon's body down because he's holding her, gets up, walks toward Anna while pulling his gun out. We're about to have, like, a fucking gunfight. Michael screams, Saeed, no! And Mr. Echo tackles Saeed to the ground. They fight over the gun. It's kind of hot, beating the shit out of each other. I was thinking that, too, because I just rewatched that part a little while ago tonight. And, yes. Yeah. It was it's hot a, watching them yeah. roll around in the mud. Yeah, it's a little bit did, hot. Did I you want, remember. Did I wonder you want if to see I had them a kiss? threesome. Did, maybe, yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe. I'm sure. Yep. You know, I'm going to point out when when they're on the when they're on the ground rolling around doing whatever you guys think is sexy. Um Saeed like kicks him and he kicks him like from the ground. And I'm I'm like I always love it when they do this type of stuff in, in shows. Like he's on the ground and somehow he throws this full kick that that sends Mr. Echo flying. Something tells me yeah, that Yeah, honestly, Mr. Not, Echo like yeah. go ahead. No, Saeed yeah. is a beast, but Mr. Echo is like Way bigger than him. I, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. Like Saeed's not a beast. He's he's more like a Wolverine. Like he he's vicious oh, yeah. and he's tough, <laughs> but he's he's not very big. Where Echo is like a, yeah. I don't know, like a marauding war elephant. Yeah, he's fucking huge. He looks like he's, he's like huge. part of Wakanda. Uh, all right. So, anywho's right when it looks like Saeed might prevail in this fight and uh lucia bashes him over the head with her gun so saeed drops his she picks up both guns and tells everybody to stop moving and she's like wildly pointing the gun at michael Jin, yeah. bernard and libby for some fucking reason yeah and not very good police training seriously no, and they're she bang bang crazy <laughs> they're all just kind of staring at each other in in disbelief like is, is she really holding us at gunpoint and then we get the lost title screen. So I imagine all of them were actually like, can we just go to the lost screen before she fucking shoots one of us? Seriously. <laughs> now y'all um, know why I don't like the bitch. Was that a Sawyer impression? No, that was just 
for I think that actually just, may have been the best Sawyer impression of the, uh, <laughs> of the episode like, so far. Well, now I'm fucking offended. So let's continue. <laughs> you, you, you had a pretty um, good one not too long ago. You're getting better. Okay. So we come back to the exact same moment after the title screen, and Anna is, uh, she asked Mr. Echo, excuse me, to check Saeed for other weapons. Michael is yelling at her to stop, and she fires the gun. Bernard is like, Anna? And it, totally in shock. She's waving the gun around like a lunatic, telling everybody to not move. And Michael just straight up asks her if she's crazy. Do you? Yes, okay. This bitch is fucking psycho. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in right there. When somebody is brandishing a weapon and they're clearly not in control, don't poke don't them. Crazy. Don't call yeah, them crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, because yeah. if you if if the answer is yes, then you just took one to the chest. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's never <laughs> a good idea to poke the. But bear. if they are, they're probably going to yeah. do it anyway. So that's true. Yeah. Well, so she wants Mister Echo to tie Saeed up, but he tells her no. Like he doesn't want any part of this. He's not having her shit. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, so instead, she points the gun at Libby and forces her to do it. Um, excuse me. Libby is imploring her that they need to get Sawyer to the doctor or he'll also die. And Anna just says, I know what I'm doing. Nope. No, she doesn't. No, I don't think you do. Yeah. I, I, I so, love I love how, how Echo, when she asks him to tie him up and Echo just says, no. That's it. Yep. His look says everything. His look says everything. Yep. He's He's great. I love that actor. Yeah, I love, and I love the actor. He's he's great. So, um, after Anna declares she knows what she's doing, we flash uh, back into the second one. And she is now walking through the precinct wearing her street uniform, I guess is what you call that. And she walks into the. It looks terrible. I prefer the low rise jeans and the leather vest. That's just oh, me. Over the cop outfit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It makes um, her look a little dumpy, which we all know she's not. So. Yeah. Well, I don't think police uniforms are particularly flattering because you have to wear a lot of stuff around your waist. So it's yeah, just, yeah. They're really not flattering to women in general. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyways, she goes into the office of her captain and asks for her new assignment. And Which when is played she's by told, the actress Rachel Tickerton. Who is that? I don't know who that is. Um, she was in uh, Total Recall. Oh, she played she played his love the the other love yes. interest, not Sharon Stone, but the other one. She was also in Falling Down. You remember that movie? Michael oh, Douglas, where he goes, yeah. where he yes, goes absolutely Michael Douglas crazy. Yeah. in a traffic yeah. jam. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Oh, okay, she was she, she was uh she was the uh, the cop kind of partner of uh, Robert Duvall in that one. Okay, uh, so yeah. anyways, she tells Anna that she's been assigned to evidence, and that pisses her off because that means she will be behind a desk. She demands to be put back in a car, and the captain reminds her that she was involved in an officer-involved shooting, and so that makes the answer no. And then Anna asks her in Spanish if she's doing this because she's her captain or because she's her mother. And the captain says both. <clears throat> and I got so a, I got a question here. So she goes into Spanish. Do they do they only do that to drive home that they're like mother and daughter? Like why she just so. all of a sudden switches to Spanish? 
Yeah, I think so, because that it's probably the language she spoke growing up, and it's the one they're most familiar with, maybe? Make it more yeah. personal than professional. Right, yeah. more personal. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Like, I'm right. talking to you, like, at home, mom, not, not at as, work. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then Anna just basically begs her to be in a car and sort of threatens that maybe she'd prefer a transfer or something like that. And so her mother gives in and says she'll okay, give her like like that. Yeah. Nobody's like nothing. business. Yeah. I could, it's like, okay. Um, and then like some other cop pops in the room to interrupt and says that there's an important co- phone call for Anna Lucia. And then like her mother basically just says, they got you a cake. Try to act surprised. So thanks they're well for ruining that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as she walks Anna into the back. room, the, the cake's moving right at her and she shoots it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, back on the beach, Jack is filling up water bottles from the like little reserve thing they have uh, made out of their endless supply of tarps. And um, Rose offers him some fruit and then a golf ball comes flying into the water. <clears throat> Further down the beach, Hurley, Charlie, and Kate are betting on hitting golf balls. And Charlie sarcastically tells Kate that Hurley is worth $150 million so he can build her a golf course. And Hurley just says, ignore him. He's an idiot. Which and, is true. Yes. Uh, well, no. I, you think Hurley's an idiot? No. no. Oh, no. no Charlie's, Charlie's an idiot. Charlie's an idiot. Charlie's sorry, an idiot. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think Charlie's an idiot. I don't think Charlie's an idiot. I think Charlie's just... I don't just... think he's an idiot. I know he's an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Well, excuse excuse yep. me. All right. I, fu- I fucking hate all your Charlie hate, too. All right. <laughs> so... He's useless. He's... A hobbit. Be Can that I continue with that? Okay. You may. Jack walks up. And tries to give Kate some, like, pointers because he's a doctor. And so I guess that means he also knows how to play golf. I and actually said it out loud before the character said it out loud. Yeah, yeah. He was like, <laughs> That's funny. He was like, Kate. And I, I was like, well, he's a doctor. And he goes, right. I'm a doctor. And he, Duh. <laughs> yep. So uh, Kate gets like a little grin on her face and challenges him to three holes. <laughs> wow. I don't really think that's a challenge. No. I'd be like, hey, Kate. All right. Three holes. And not in the order that you would think. Right. <laughs> no, ATM. <laughs> All right. In the jungle, Mr. Echo is trying to give the Sawyer some... jungle? It did sound like the I was going to bust into that, didn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> so Mr. Echo is trying to give Sawyer some water, and Libby is pleading with Anna Lucia to continue to the camp. She says that everyone will understand it was an accident, but Anna is not so convinced that that would be the case. So Saeed... Tied to a tree now, wakes up and starts screaming to be untied. Uh, Mr. Echo puts Sawyer over his shoulder and takes off for the originals camp. He's just not having it. And at this point, him. At this, at this point, I'm fairly sure that Mr. Echo knows about our power rankings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at this point, uh, uh, Anna begs him, like, ba- like, don't leave me here, because they obviously, you know, they've got quite a bond, uh, but he does it anyways. He's not going to let Sawyer die. She specifically says, he would let you die, and he says, I'm not doing it for him. Yeah, right. There you go. So, yep. Echo, 
Echo isn't answering to Sawyer or Anna Lucia or anybody mm-hmm. else on the island. Echo is answering to a higher power. And you know what? If that's what gets him through, I'm not going to try to take that away from him. I just yep. think he is. He okay. is the he's an echo of Jesus in all of our hearts. <laughs> Jesus. You took it further than I was going to. I tend to. <sighs> Flashback number three. Anna is now riding in the cop car with her partner. They chat a little Who, bit. About- again, it's Abraham. Again, it's played by Mike Michael Cudlitz. And I'm going to tell something to Cindy. You're not the only one who's good with faces, Cindy. Jesus. <laughs> what? Coming at Cindy. She's like, she's been gone for two episodes. Yeah. He's got to come yeah. at her. All I'm right. still he here. Becomes, I'm still here. He and becomes, I'm good with faces. He becomes Abraham on The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Are I didn't know serious? who that was. Holy shit. I didn't even yeah, know my, he was in that favorite, show. No, my favorite line that he said when someone got pre- purposefully got pregnant, um, he said to the guy, uh, when you were pouring the Bisquick, were you trying to make pancakes? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, are you telling me somebody on The Walking Dead purposefully got pregnant after a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. yeah That's fucking well. stupid. No, okay. things aren't all terrible. My my favorite line uh, of his was from uh, was was from Gross Point Blank, and the line was, "You want to do some blow?" Oh yeah, <laughs> he is in the, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Isn't ba- Band of Brothers that that dude ends up everywhere? Yeah, he's, he's one of those actors. That's like that. my dream yeah. career, where you're just sort of everywhere, but nobody really knows who you are, so you have anonymity yeah. or, well, or I, I know say that, privacy or something. Okay, because you know again, who he is. I'm good with faces, so. <clears throat> All right. Just like Cindy. Oh, my God. Okay. So, they're in the car. They chat a little bit about her breakup with Danny. And then she kind of notices that they seem to be driving through a safe neighborhood and asks if that was her mother's idea. He admits that it was, like, for her first day back. They hear a call on the radio for a domestic disturbance. Anna quickly grabs it, lies about how close they are to the area, and takes the assignment. And when they arrive, a man you, and a woman. You, and their car? The car name was 8 Adam 16. Really? Their car yeah. was 8 Adam 16. Oh, that's Yeah, when they're responding to it, they're it. saying like 8 Adam 16, we're en route or whatever they said. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't notice the numbers at didn't that know point. That Thanks, Ben. So, anyways, they get to this domestic disturbance. There's a, a, a guy like holding a TV and a woman holding a screaming baby and they are fighting and it, she's claiming that he's stealing the TV and uh, he should be arrested. Well, the Anna and her partner walk up in the scene and Anna, it looks like she just has some kind of PS PTSD episode or something happens uh, and she loses her shit and pulls out her gun and points it at the guy out on patrol. I mean, this is nuts. Yeah. So she pulls her gun out, points it at the guy, and she's like yelling, put your hands where I can see them. So, of course, he drops the TV and smashes it. And her partner's like trying to calm the situation down. And he's he's trying to handle the domestic disturbance and also get Anna's attention. And just keeps saying, Anna, you know, put away your weapon. Anna, put away your weapon. And uh, or holster your weapon, I guess, is the line. And she finally complies with what he is saying. Now, I and now it was definitely an overreaction. 
Like what she did was just that was not cool. Yeah, the guy was holding a TV. It's not like you could draw a gun. Yeah, True. I mean, yeah. What, what, what the I whole didn't situation notice was ridiculous because I you know did watch it multiple times and knowing what happens later, the thing that ultimately triggers her is the baby crying. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, and a dog. I think it's really, really just the baby, and not even that the baby's crying, but what we know about a baby within this episode. That, it like right. that, really right. later on. Yeah, later on, right? Okay. So it tr- it triggers her in multiple Ew. ways. Well, we go back to the jungle and Anna is sitting there kind of with her elbows on her knees and she's holding the gun. Uh, Libby's trying to talk to her into letting Saeed go, but Anna is absolutely convinced that he is going to come after her. And Michael gets up to give Saeed some water and Anna points the gun at him and tells him to sit down. And he, go ahead. I want to interject because what she says here is, I killed someone he loves. Yeah, she did. Which is yep. the ultimate in projection when we know what happens right. in this episode. So right, she knows oh, that's a how good point she, because she knows she what knows she how did she dealt and, with it exactly. And so obviously he would do the same. Yeah, that's a good point, babe. Good, good uh, call on the projection there. So um, Michael calls her bluff and just kind of looks her right in the face and says, "You want to shoot me? Shoot me." And she does not. Michael Showed gives some I, balls there. Yeah, she. So Michael gives Saeed some water and kind of quickly explains who Anna is and who the backenders are and <laughs> that the others took <laughs> that the others kinda, took waltz. I was kind of loving Michael in this moment. Uh-huh. I, you know, he's like, "Do you, I'm going to give him some water? He are became you useful for shoot a moment. Me over it, bring it. Yeah. You know? So I love that he stood up to her to take care of his. Yeah. And it's just because it's Anna Lucia, too, I know. I think Michael's just fucking had enough. I mean, the, his kid's gone, and he's just like, I cannot deal with this bullshit. Go he should just go jump me. off a cliff yeah. then, save us all the trouble. And you know that I have a lot of Anna Lucia hate, but uh-huh. y'all are all going to admit that she's fucked up in this episode. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, she's, uh, yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, we head over to the golf course. Kate drops a ball, takes a whack. And lands in the green just inches from the flag. Jack's face then is hilarious. And so Jack does the same, but then sends the ball flying fucking sideways into the jungle. And, of course, he looks like, oh, boy. now He I'm- knew there was three holes and he just shot too early. I mean, that's all oh. he knows. <laughs> <laughs> or just get her in the jungle to get to those three holes. That's, that's oh my true. God. So they trek into the <laughs> wilderness to try to find this fucking ball. <laughs> He sees it and he moves a bunch of rocks around to kind of like prep to hit the ball out of, you know, what would like a sand trap. Yeah, a jungle trap or whatever. And so as he's doing that, this look of fucking terror comes over Kate's face as she's staring over his shoulder. He turns around and there is Mr. Echo looking like psychotic jungle man with an unconscious Sawyer over his shoulders. And he just is like... There's the doctor. <laughs> well, and Jack I, is holding up his golf club with one hand. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. he's like gonna, a fucking golf club is going to do anything to stop Echo. It's better than <laughs> yeah. one of the. It's it's better than one of those boomerang weapons, though. True, but also you know Echo's ac- asking for the doctor. I mean, he's yeah. probably the one holding the golf club. <laughs> Plus, true. <laughs> yeah. Plus, plus, you got to admit it, it's sort funny. of tough from, from Jack's position. It's sort of tough. Like you're gonna, you think you're gonna play three holes with Kate, and then you figure out Mr. Echo's already been there. 
Oh, oh, oh my God, man! I mean that that just if that makes doesn't make you feel inadequate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are we assuming Mr. Echo has a big cock? Actually, like, I've seen his cock. He does full frontal really? on Oz. Yeah, on Oz. Yeah. You oh, get yeah. the whole shebang. Yep, it's very nice looking. I can remember. I'm betting it is. I, I called him an elephant earlier. There's a reason for that. <laughs> so it'd be a hot dog down uh, the hallway. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. Anywho, uh, yeah, Mr. Echo ha- definitely has nice junk. So, in the hatch, Locke is sitting at the computer doing a crossword puzzle. He's answering the question, who is Enkidu's friend? When Jack and Kate come bursting in with Sawyer. Jack says he's got a fever. They need to get him in the shower to cool him down. Gives Kate some instructions. Gives Kate some instructions and like how to help, what what he needs to um, take care of Sawyer. Locke wants to know what happened, but Jack just points out the beeping that's going on, tells him to go, you know, push the button or whatever. Mr. Echo is walking through the hatch with like a face full of wonder, and he notices the Dharma Initiative symbols on the wall. And then... He just sort of comes like kind of face to face with Locke, or they're about five feet from each other when they notice I each other. I love this and, scene. Oh, it's so yeah. good. The way they look at each other, and and Locke just sort of says hello, and Mister yeah. Echo <laughs> responds hello, hello, and they just, just stare at each other for a little while. This is the you it's know, a pretty great moment. It's a pretty yeah. great moment, and it's it's the men of faith uh, meeting each yes. other for the first yes. time. So, a um, different faith. Like a very yes. different. Well, phase. of course, of course. I don't. Yeah, I just mean you know the the ones that would rely on that word. Unlike you know Doctor sure. Bronze, who is not. <laughs> so, Bronze. did you have something you wanted to say, uh, Christy? Um, I don't know if you are you hearing Daisy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's okay. in the recording. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I need to, I, this is going to sound ridiculous. She's yelling at me because she wants me to go fluff her blanket. Oh my God. Okay. Go fluff her blanket. Bernard and Libby want to know what Anna's plan is. Uh, Saeed says aloud she has no plan, only her guilt and her gun. Which I was like, wow. Yes. (laughs) So Anna tells Michael to go to the camp, get a pack with ammo, blanket, clothes, socks, medicine. I love how she she says, "I, I I want ammo at least half. Of what they have. Yep, she does say that. She wants Which half is funny it. because how does she know what How does she know? I'd come back with three bullets and be like, "Hey, we had yeah. we had we had six shells, so here's three of them. They're all different yeah. calibers, by the way. So have fun." Yeah. Well, I think when she asks, no, because when she says, "Do you have ammo?" I think Michael says, "Yeah, a, a few boxes." I'm yeah, but sure. he doesn't say of what what calibers. He just says a few boxes. So well, yeah, there's that yeah. too. But um. So what she wants is for him to bring all of these supplies to her and uh, I guess is like she's just going to take off and live solo uh, in the jungle. Um, Michael doesn't want to leave Saeed there, but Jin says he'll stay and watch him in his sort of like nonverbal way that he does. Um, And so 
Michael agrees. He's like, okay, um, I'm going to go get the shit, whatever. And Libby is like trying to tell Anna that she can't possibly live out in the jungle alone. But Anna says, I'm already alone. Does anybody want to talk about how sad that is? (laughs) No. No. Hater. All right. So, yeah, Chris, Christy, how do you feel about that? Yes. I don't like her. (laughs) (laughs) No. All right. Really? So, flashback number four Anna and her partner are getting back to the precinct after that day. Do you notice where they park? Yeah, it's like a a parking garage. No, no. I mean, like where they park in the parking garage. Like it is a dick place to park. Like they park right in the area where you're not supposed to park. And I don't know really what the protocol is when you're a cop and you're in you're in a place with other cop cars. But I um, I think that that was a real dick move where they parked. Did that really, really? bother I you a lot? Notice. I mean, were it, they parked in a handicap they spot they or so something? Bad. Or like blocking the in- where people could walk? Well, you know, you know how they have those areas where they they have it like they have the yellow paint, and then there's like a bunch of like lines within the yellow paint that basically yeah. says like "Don't oh. fucking park here." They parked right on that, and then got out and walked out, and it was oh, just like I didn't notice that. Couldn't, oh, couldn't I didn't you just pull into the either. spot right mm-hmm. next to that? Like I don't know. Seems <laughs> well, they're cops. Kind of they can park where the fuck they want. I I get that, but they're, they're the but police. they're cops. They're cops in. The precinct parking in lot. In the cop yeah. garage, yeah. So again, I it's in the a question cop of pro- garage. <laughs> it's a question of protocol here. That was a big Is that cop like where we store cops in the cop garage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So any who's uh, Anna and her partner return to the precinct and park like fucking assholes. He's upset with her <laughs> and they start to argue, but then are interrupted by another cop who says, Anna Lucia, your guy. We got him. And now she is looking through some one-way glass. Her mother is telling her that the guy confessed to shooting Anna. All they need is her to identify him. And so Anna Lucia says that's not the guy. Uh, Her mother is kind of miffed at that. She's a little upset, wants to know why... Anna would do that, you know, he, and she says something like he put four hollow points through your vest and tried to kill Bullshit. you. And Bullshit. Hollow points to go through a vest. Nah. Hollow, points don't hollow points don't go through a vest. They, they're, they're not, not going to no. go through a vest. Cause they flatten and they flatten. They're, they're, they're oh, meant to go the through soft. Hollow. They mention yeah, oh. they go through soft tissue and then they expand and almost Destroy like explode it inside the tissue. Yeah, yeah. so you would need like a steel core round. You need something that yeah. was like solid metal to go through a, a, a vest. Like I'm assuming unless it was a really shitty vest. Yeah. Oh, I thought black talons were were ho- jacketed hollow points. They're supposedly armored piercing. They're illegal. No, I didn't know that. Now. Yeah, and I, I remember yeah. they're illegal for sure. Yeah. Okay, we're sorry, off track. Yeah. <laughs> <digressing>. <laughs> Discussing ammo. Yeah, exactly. Anywho, uh, Anna once again says it's not him and just leaves. We get a brief scene of Anna Lucia and she kneels next to Shannon's dead body and just kind of take. <laughs> I was about to say takes a deep breath right when you made the fart sound. <laughs> so- <laughs> How's it smell? <laughs> so anywho's decomposing. Uh, yeah, we just have that. It's like thirty seconds, maybe, of a scene, and that's that's the whole thing, if that. And uh, then we're back in the hatch. Mister Echo discovers the room full of guns. 
He looks concerned about that. Locke asks him what happened in the jungle, and Mr. Echo tells him a girl was accidentally shot. When he describes her, Locke says, Shannon. (laughs) And then Locke asks again about the other backenders. He wants Mr. Echo to take him to where they are, but Echo is like, glances at the gun gun room or whatever, and then just kind of shakes his head no. He's not, he doesn't want any more violence. So knowing, knowing what you know about him, like, you know, in later episodes, he is, he is exceptionally good at conflict avoidance right now. Like he, I think this whole thing is like, I'm here almost like this is a new chance. I'm not going to be that guy. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And we'll talk about it um, more next week when we get his backstory. Uh, But yeah, you're absolutely correct. There is a moment, which we will see in that episode where his, uh, mind changes and and he kind of becomes the echo that we know yeah so um anywho's kate uh makes it back to the hatch with some antibiotics jack is trying to get sawyer to swallow them but is kind of struggling with the process kate climbs into the bed and she's cradling sawyer and like whispering into his ear and oh it just eats jack up too oh yeah yeah. This is one of my like this is three holes. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) But Mr. Echo got there first, and now Sawyer's going to get there. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. Poor guy. I I love I love his like his acting in the in this scene though. It's it's you know one again no lines just his face. Oh, Oh, so jealous. jealous. Jack is jelly. We're gonna have to send Jack to the jelly school. Is there is that a thing? (laughs) I mean, really, like, what's a jelly school? Have you not seen South Park? They're talking about in twenty girl. years. <laughs> I don't know. There was a whole thing about oh, you are you jelly? Are we going to have to send you to the jelly school? Well, I mean, I know jelly is like the lingo. I just didn't know there was a school for it. <laughs> it was part of the episode. Oh my god, I'm so Got fucking it. old. There's there there. <laughs> it's referring are. to South Park making me old. Yeah, I mean, yes, we're all the same is. fucking age, still but yeah, on. yeah. Isn't it still on? <sighs> I have no I idea. I didn't know Jelly had a school, but I knew it had a time. So jelly, does peanut, peanut butter. butter. Peanut butter jelly, jelly time. time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter, peanut butter jelly. Time. Time. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. What the? Three of us got that one. Derek, if you never, if you, if you don't understand what the fuck Ben and I are talking about, you can almost always. It's almost always family guy. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen that. So. It's almost always family guy. Just just type in peanut butter jelly time and and look at images and you'll, you'll see what we're talking about. Uh, Honestly, guys, I have no fucking clue where we were in this episode. Uh, uh, Oh, jelly school. Yeah. Yeah, Sawyer was getting cradled by Kate. Okay, yes. so yeah. getting and cradled. Jack is jelly. And Jack yeah. is jelly, okay. Bernard's talking to Anna now. That's where we are. Yeah. Bernard tells Anna that he's leaving. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to the Originals camp. I want to see my wife. Uh, he tells her that he's grateful for everything that she's done, but he just, like, he's got to go. Have Libby. you noticed how, <laughs> how smooth and flawless her skin looks? Who, Anna? Anna Lucia. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It is. Like, yeah, she she has not, the, the elements don't touch her, it seems. She just have like a scratch on her face. And even all the partying she did whenever she wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
She actually got in trouble in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, we know this. We've talked about this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. On a podcast already, I think. I think we talked about yeah. it last week. Woo! Yeah. Fuck. All right. So okay. I don't remember last week, man. <laughs> a lot happened. Libby, she says she's leaving too. Um, and <laughs> she has the fucking nerve to say to Andalusia I that know. she doesn't think that she's a good judge of character. And she says, I was there when you put Nathan into the pit. Oh, like, yeah, Libby you were there. Was egging her on. Yeah, totally. That's, yeah, yeah, what the fuck? That's exactly, yeah, you were there. You were, fu- exact. Oh, God, that pissed me I, off. I got, I, got, I got a several words for you, Libby. One, self reflection. And two, yeah. bra. Y- yes. <laughs> Put on a fucking bra. Come on, girl. Um. Okay. I'm going to tell you, no, that does not fly. You do not get to tell women what to do with their tatas. And if she doesn't want to wear a bra, she doesn't have to. Uh, I wouldn't say that if she, if she hadn't been such a such a, a dick about about the whole like Nathan thing. But man, she really, really needs to get a fucking grip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this and, is and great. Some like support. the way she comes. Oh my god! Support <laughs> underwire, yeah. I would grip that. I'd give that support. Hell yeah, yeah! I bet you would. Yeah. <laughs> They're showing right. later episodes, and she's totally cute. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like her her backstory or whatever, which ear well, She had been traipsing through a jungle. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. So. <laughs> Anywho's, uh, Libby says this horrible fucking thing to Anna Lucia. And Anna just, she's, you know, okay, whatever. Tells Jin to go to. And Saeed nods at Jin, like that it's okay. And the three of them leave. And Anna sits down on a log while Saeed stares at her. And um, we cut to Michael. He's running through the jungle and then pops out. Coral. (laughs) He's not yelling for Walt at this point. He's just headed back to the beach, but he no, pops out uh, right in the middle of Sun's garden. At and least he ain't naked like this time. <laughs> yeah, he wants so, her garden. He's I like, mean, hey, I you want to wa- play three holes? Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to go bowling? <laughs> <laughs> so she's tending to her plants. When he pops out and she is in complete fucking shock when she sees him. Obviously, her head goes right to Jin. And as he begins to speak, uh, just kind of like a look of horror comes over her face. I I don't want to hear it because she's afraid she's going to hear, you know, Jin's dad or something. Right. And so Michael says, it's okay. Jin's fine. And then explains to her, like, "I I I don't have time to talk about this. I have to find Jack. Right now. So Jack's in the hatch and he's questioning Mr. Echo. He wants to know where the backenders are. Uh, well, uh, and, you know, it, it's an aggressive form of questioning. And I, I like if I yeah. were Jack, I would back the fuck off. This is not the guy you get up in their face. Like, like well, I mean, not that, only that. But that's how Jack talks to people when yeah. he thinks that he, you know, needs to know and he deserves to fucking know everybody's business. Are you yeah, saying he's true. a close talker? No. No, but he just he he feels like he's so righteous. He you is know, righteous. That oh, I, I deserve to have the answers. How dare you withhold them from me? Give them to me now. Yeah, and, he does act like that. You're right. Yeah. That's ob- it's obnoxious, yeah. honestly. How yeah. else, and, uh, how else could he know Mr. how to Echo, fix things? Well, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's funny. The first time that I watched the show, I loved Jack. And this time I'm like, mm, you're kind of a dick. I you're very like entitled. Yeah, he is. He is. My first yeah, time through, but you know like what? Him. You can say the same about Kate. I mean, if you really just like oh, step, yeah. just step back and look at her story and everything that she yeah, does, she's garbage. It's kind of like, wow, lady. But uh, you know, as a character, I can for- I, loved, I, can I loved her then. Kate. I love her I now. Mean, I can too. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> not just because she's Kate, but because that guy kind of deserved what happened. Like fucking forgive her all over her tits. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Damn. <laughs> Are we gonna get there? <laughs> I wish. Okay. I was referring to. Derek's comment. Oh, yeah. So out of sync there. That's next episode. Oops. Oh, I didn't even hear what he said. I was thinking about. Yeah. I, like dirty stuff. What did you say, Derek? I said the you have to cut it probably, but I just said that, well, what her father did deserve. She deserved what he got, what she did. Oh, yeah, I see. Wrong episode. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. And I um, said, we'll get there. And you guys were talking about coming all over her. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was, yeah. My mind was actually not in the gutter for once. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm still there. Actually, give me a second. <laughs> Hey, Ben. Yeah, babe? Got any special occasions coming up that you need a card for? Is this a trick question? No, it's an advertisement. Is this about barbcards.com again? They can go. So I suppose you're going to remind me that each handmade card is only $1.50. Mm-hmm. And they don't come with busy backgrounds or flowery poetry? You got it. Barbcards.com offers to-the-point communication within several different categories, including our favorite, potty mouth. And if you can't find what you want, barbcards.com can do customizations. Can I still get all of my cards for no more than $4 shipping, no matter the size of the order? You know it. Barbcards.com has got all you need. Hey, Ben. Oh, my God. What are we selling now? Merch. Our merch? Yes, sir. Shirts, coffee mugs, wine tumblers, bottle openers, stickers, magnets, and more. Your choice of product and your choice of Space Bear Media Graphic from any of our podcasts. Please tell me we're not making merch now, too. (laughs) Of course not. We'll stick to podcasts and Pixis products will do the rest. Thank God. I bet you have more to say, though. Sure do. Pixis Products is a small business run by a local mom, but local to us anyway, who needed something else to do besides being a snack bitch. A what? A snack bitch, also known as a mom with a young child. There's still more, isn't there? Yepers! Pixis Products works with other small businesses for supplies, art, and other collaborations at every opportunity, including ours. In fact... Pixis Products even gave Space Bear Media our own storefront on their site. You can find us at shopspacebear.com. Say what? You heard me. Go to shopspacebear.com and buy something. Shall we continue? Yes, Yes. please. 
Okay. The dog says yes. Oh my god. Roy so, Anywho's. Uh Locke is trying to convince Jack that Mr. Echo is not the enemy, um, you know, and he's like using the evidence that he did bring Sawyer back here to you. But Jack is That's being, probably why like he's he said, pissed. He's like, oh, damn it. I thought I was going to get, I thought I was going to get Kate. Now this, this fucking guy? hick is back. Yeah. This oh fucking redneck is back. That's too funny. So we got Mr. Mr. Echo in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nice. Mr. Echo is like reluctant. Like he doesn't want to say anything. He doesn't want to tell Jack where they are because you know he's seen the room full of guns. Well, Son and Michael show up. Michael says we got a problem, man, and <laughs> <laughs> they start loading guns. Mr. Echo is like trying to get them to stop. He says it was an accident, and then he says Anna Lucia didn't mean it, and Jack is like stunned. Because, obviously, he realizes that's the woman he met in the airport who was sucking her fingers at him. Yes. And, uh, Dr- drinking tequila and tonic, which we now know is not really F. a thing. Well, I, yeah, and it's all, well, it is a thing. The tequila and tonic is the thing that set Christy off down the, like, oh, hatred yeah. spiral. Yeah, but, seriously. Um, so, anywho... <laughs> I wonder how many times I've said anywho in this fucking episode. A lot. I've been I've been counting six sixteen times. That's not true. But thank you for picking the number sixteen. Okay. Fifteen then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just meant because it was one of the numbers. I understand right. that. All right, all right, all right, all right. So Jack is uh, is stunned. Uh Mr. Echo says he'll take Jack. To find Anna, but it has to be just the two of them, and there have to be no guns. And Jack agrees. I guess he kind of calms down because he realizes it's Anna Lucia. I don't know, Christy. What? But what's before up? Before that happens, you know, when Locke is saying, you know, Echo is not the enemy. He did bring Sawyer back. Yeah. You know, it, Echo says anything I say will only make you angry. Yeah. So I'm just gonna sit here. And we know not that he is for 40 days. right. Like that he's practiced in silence. He's okay with yeah. not saying anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I think so, one of the other things, I think one of the other things is, is like, he, he's all, he's all right going out there without guns with Anna Lucia because he knows he's not going to get Kate now. And he wants a girlfriend. He knows she's hot. Yeah. And she already sucked her fingers at him. Yeah. Ew, and she, and right. she already, she already, she already did us all a service and killed Shannon. I mean, to me, she's batting a thousand here. <laughs> you know what? Great. Yeah. No, because by this point, I was liking Shannon because I was too. Saeed was, was falling in love around. with her. She was finally not being worthless anymore. And then fucking Anna Lucia had to come along and kill her. She was leading Saeed down a dark path of worthlessness. You I guys guess. are never going to agree no on that. Idea. Ben just, no, Ben is like, <laughs> no. We will never know. No more okay. radios. No more. Yeah, no more radios. <laughs> just, just romantic things on the beach, like romantic, yeah, yeah, beach and rope Dinner play. And I mean, little, Jesus yeah, Christ, rope play. <laughs> <laughs> Anna is sitting with her gun. She's popping I thought you the were magazine say, in and Anna out. Who? <laughs> yeah, me too. Anna who? She asks Saeed where he's from, and she wants to know if he has any kids. He tells her that he's from Iraq, he has no children, and then asks her if she has any. She tells him no. 
He asks her then if she's going to kill him. Should I? She asks. Saeed tells her that almost 40 days ago, he tied a man to a tree and tortured him, and he has done this to many other men. He says, yeah, maybe she should kill him. She gets up and tells him that she is a cop or that she was a cop. She continues with a story about how she and her partner were the first to respond to a burglary call. She said she caught the burglar, but he pleaded with her that she had the wrong guy. Something about he said he was a student or, and wanted to like get his ID from his wallet to prove that to her. So um, she let him. Who, and in, Okay, so you're a student. Don't you just show him your driver's license? Does it matter that you're a fucking student? Right. Like, does he yeah, get a out his community they're... college card? Like, what the fuck? Yes. Do I just students wonder... not do drugs anymore? <laughs> I don't... Did they say anything about, like, was it at a university or something? Like, there was a burglary no, they, and a dorm? No, just they said, said he was coming out of a house. Yeah, he's just a student. He's coming out of a house. Yes, yeah, dude, steal weird. things. Yeah. Was, yeah. was he caught with a... Maybe he was caught with a backpack, and that's why he said student. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. That is weird. Um, anyways, the guy grabs his fucking gun and shoots her four times in the abdomen with hollow point bullets that definitely did not go through. But, um, so she said that when, like when she hit the ground, she thought she was dead. And then she very disturbingly says, uh, I feel dead. I, I could so, imagine, though, even, even if the bullets didn't go through, like get, taking a bullet in the chest is like getting hit with a sledgehammer. Like if you if you're wearing if you're wearing a bulletproof vest, like you got to imagine it's a very like the, the 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 weight of that of that bullet isn't a lot, but the velocity is going. It's like right, you know, the kinetic get, energy is insane. Getting hit multiple times with a sledgehammer in the chest that could make you miscarry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. It's not that the bullet had to go into her body, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It can um, do so much damage. Have you ever broken a rib? That shit hurts. I haven't. No. I have not. I think we talked about this before, Maybe. about having not, not we, we always talked about not not having broken bones. <laughs> and you said that, uh, Derek, and we're like, well, you're, you're, your skull is a bone. <laughs> yeah, I forget about that bone. Yeah. Yeah. I broke a rib doing laundry once. I... No. What? what? <laughs> How? How the, what kind of fucking laundry do you do? Like, what are you talking about? Or what are you doing in the laundry? <laughs> did you, did you like get in the dryer? Like, what are you talking about? Hey, babe, I pulled my back. I pulled up my, I threw my back out wiping my ass the other day. So, <laughs> wow. Well, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, but that's like a reaching and twisting motion. What the hell were you doing? Like, how do you break a fucking rib doing laundry? <laughs> Oh, that reminds off. me. I need to put the laundry in the dryer. The washer was off balance. And rather than opening it and rearranging things, I grabbed the back of it. I laid my body down on top of it and I lifted my feet up thinking my weight will <laughs> keep it. <laughs> While it, you just you got on the washer. What? Oh sat my on the god! Oh. Chest first down on the washer, and then I heard something go pop, and I felt the pain. And the next day, I went to urgent care, and it was inconclusive as to whether or not it was actually broken. But I'm pretty sure it was actually broken. 
So wow. you had to, and there's nothing you can do. It. it just has to heal. No, did it was excruciating right. for weeks afterwards. I yeah, yeah, probably yeah. Everything was everything. Was you painful. have to do that whole breathing thing, which is sort of a you know. Yeah, that that can be painful too. You have to change the yeah yeah. I broke someone's rib once. Nice. Wow. Nice. Well, no, it wasn't In really. The it was after my. No, I, no. <laughs> You're going to feel bad when you hear this story now. <laughs> uh, no, it was when after I had had a second surgery on my foot and I was married to my second husband and I was on crutches and he pushed me down the stairs while I was on crutches. And then as he came down the stairs, I hit him with one of the crutches and I broke Good. his rib. Good. And that's what happened. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's very reminiscent. Like you're, you're kind of that was a, kind of an Anna Lucia move. No. Well, I was attacked first, though. I mean, like, that's... Yeah, so was she. Well, right, but her self-defense came five fucking months later. I was, like, in the moment. self-defense. Yeah, I'm, like, like, literally laying... Uh, Yeah, with your... You, you, you people in your linear, like linear view of time. Ugh. Right. Oh my yeah. God. Time is, a, time is a flat circle. Flat circle. Exactly. No, I was literally just laying at the bottom of the stairs and I couldn't stand up because I wasn't allowed to put weight on my foot. And the only literally. defense I had was the crutch. So I used the crutch to defend myself and uh, broke a rib. Nice. Not mine. I mean, it's not really. I mean, that's really fucking horrible, actually. But really. it happened. Um, fuck, we're off track. What the hell was that? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a little tangent. Yeah. So, um, anyways. Okay. Uh, oh my god, you've done it again. Okay, now it's definitely sixteen. Yes. Well, she did any. She started any who, but went any rays. Any rays. Yeah. Saeed. <laughs> Saeed asks her what happened to the man who shot her, and we just get, you know, one of those silent stare moments, and then we're in flashback number five. So, Anna Lucia sitting at a bar having a drink. She is watching the man her mother had previously had in custody. Uh, He's, like, playing pool or something. He leaves, and she follows him outside into an alleyway. Hey, Jason, she says, as he turns to face her, he kind of questions whether or not he knows her. And Anna says, I was pregnant and shoots him three times in the chest. He goes down. She walks up to his body and fucking shoots him three more times. Yeah, buddy. Coup de gras. (sighs) We're back to the same. Three shots in the chest from that distance. That's not bad. She should play golf. Yeah. Well, and we she saw her at the accuracy. shooting range. She's accurate. Yeah. 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 There's um, a difference between shooting something at the shooting range and fucking killing somebody in a in a parking garage. I mean, well, you, yeah. if you're if you're really yeah. really steady doing that, you've got some. You probably need to go to therapy. She was just playing three holes. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, if I ever got a chance to, you know, get away with it with the people that attacked me, I wouldn't That's, have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Not because they were going to kill me. That was her whole intention. Yeah. Well, especially. Yeah. yeah, you guys and and I'm pretty sure we've mentioned it in previous episodes. But yeah, if you yes. want to go to Zero Shame Stories, find Derek's episode. It's called "They Stole Me Up and Beat My Car." <laughs> this, wow. They sold me up. They, they stole, stole me up me. and beat my car. They fucking wow. sold me up. <laughs> it's called "They Beat Me Up and Stole My Car." <laughs> 
Wow. Oh, God. I didn't have any needles or thread with me. I think we should probably preface. I I say preface. We should probably just excuse ourselves right now. We're recording this on a Friday night, and I think everyone's been drinking a little bit. Yes. Yes, we had some last-minute schedule changes, and instead of of doing this at a time where we're, you know, somewhat sober, it's all on a Friday night, and I think we're wasted. Well, and that's why my so, beagle is yelling because she is downstairs, locked down the stairs with the other dogs, rather than up in her fluffy bed where she wants to be. And she yeah, keeps so by the way, me. yeah. So if you've been like listening to this podcast and looking around because you think there's some like weird like <laughs> sort of noise in your neighborhood somewhere, no, it's coming it's from your headphones. Yeah, it's, it's the my beagle. beagle. All right. So anyways, uh, Anna Lucia guns this motherfucker down and then we go back right to the same moment and Saeed asks again what happened and she says nothing. They never found him. Liar. Liar. She then, of course, uh, picks up a huge bladed weapon and walks towards Saeed. He actually looks nervous there for a bit. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then she cuts him free. Drops both the yeah. weapon and the gun. Go ahead, Ben. This is one of those. This I guess this is one of those things they do that that like they think it builds tension or whatever. Like, oh, I'm going to kill you. We all know she's not going to do it. No, I yeah, think it would yeah. be. I I honestly think it would be really, really more intense if she just goes behind him and you hear like breathing while she unties him. To me, that's Ooh, yeah, that's that's way out. more mm-hmm. way more like ah. Then she just goes up and they're like, oh, let's. You know, oh, she's going to chop his head off. Oh, no. no, she's not. Yeah, it's kind of corny. Yeah, because yeah. really I mean, corny. if she really was going to kill him, then she would have just shot him, not walked over there and, and like grabbed a big weapon and yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Or got behind him, or got behind him like she was going to be like untying him and all of a sudden, like, you know, Garrett around his throat, you know, or slit something. His throat. Yeah, uh, Christy, you do have a good point. Not wasting, not wasting bullets. If you already have somebody tied up, you could easily just slit their throat. Yeah. So yeah, I guess yeah. that or makes j- sense. But or you could just leave them there and let them die slowly. Yeah. Right. Uh, she instead cuts him free, drops both weapons on the ground, and tells Saeed to kill her because she deserves it. <sighs> and Saeed, Christy would agree. <laughs> Saeed <laughs> says, uh, "Actually, Ben, you're." You're a better Saeed than me. Do you have my timeline open? Can you read the line? Uh, let's see. What good would it be to kill you if we're both already dead? Well done. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He totally <laughs> says again, that. But again, with the whole we're all dead stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, know, that's a so common I, theme on the island. So that's it. Right. So, um... Not only does that go into like the overall themes of the show and and the whole you know theory of purgatory and and are they dead and that kind of thing, um, which we'll dive more into when we get to the end of this uh, season. But to me, the way I read it is like this is a super fucking intense moment between these two people who have been through so much trauma that they just feel hollow and dead inside, and they're kind of recognizing that in each other. Um, yeah. And I I it was I thought that was intense moment from my point of view yeah we cut over to uh sawyer who is writhing in pain in the bottom bunk of the bunk beds in the hatch uh kate is by his side she's telling him that he'll be okay and she says you're home Mm. michael walks up the beach to the camp vincent sees him and runs up to greet him 
We're getting another one of these little music montage kind of endings. I love these. <laughs> Charlie is playing his guitar as Jin, Libby, and Bernard come walking out of the jungle. Everyone runs up to them. They're giving Jin hugs. And then it happens. Oh, my and God. And I'm crying. Yeah. And I'm crying. <laughs> Bernard and Rose see each other for the first time and they embrace after 48 days apart. And then, if I'm not crying enough, Jin sees Sun. She's washing clothes. She looks at him, looks back to the clothes. It doesn't register at first. And then she looks again, and he runs towards her, and they embrace. And it's just like, oh, my God, the reunions. Look, I just made Christy cry again. <laughs> Um, it's it's such an end. I mean, you're just like, oh my god, Rose was right. Yeah, and there's Bernard. Get, and, like, you know, dust in my eye uh-huh. during TV shows. But this, <laughs> this, this this scene really did. Did it? This did was it a great scene. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I wanted. I wanted when when Bernard and Rose like came back, I, I just wish he would have said like, "Where's my candy bar, sweet cheeks, or something?" Oh you my know? god. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. (sighs) So, after the scene that made us all cry, we get a couple more seconds of episode eight. Jack and Mr. Mr. Eppo. Mr. Echo. Christy's yawning. It's Friday night. She's ready for bed. Okay, so Jack and Mr. Echo, excuse me, come upon Saeed in the jungle. He is carrying Shannon's body back to camp. Anna follows about 15 feet behind him. She sees Jack. She recognizes him. They stare at each other, and we get this wide shot of the jungle, one of them on either side, just looking at each other. Collision sucker fingers. Collision. (laughs) That's the end of the episode. Lost title screen, everything to black. What do we think? Do we like episode eight? I loved episode eight. Yes, it was a really good episode. Yeah. Are you ready for some fun facts? Yes, please. So that very brief scene of Locke, he is doing his crossword puzzle. And the question was, who is Enkido's friend? And he is writing in the word Gilgamesh. And it's a reference to the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is uh, an epic poem from ancient Mesopotamia, which we now know today as Iraq, Kuwait, Turkey, Syria. It is regarded as the earliest surviving notable literature and the second oldest religious text after the pyramid text, which were carved into the walls of a pyramid, obviously. Uh, The Epic of Gilgamesh is uh, written on 12 separate tablets. So we are going to talk about, or I'm going to tell you the story, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, Not the whole 12 tablets, because that would be fucking insane. But I actually, I read a few summaries of this, and I summarized the summaries. 
so is get this ready. Where we learn about Gozar the Gozarian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm the, key, I'm the key master. <laughs> um, but uh, strap in because this I, I, is a wild ride. I think that was, Sumer- I think that was Su- Sumerian, Just not Sumerian. That was Sumerian. Yeah. Oh my God, we're having. Two different conversations, and one of them involved a strap-on, but I'm just going to keep going. So, what? <laughs> <laughs> they were in that one. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> this is, when they, when they call it an epic, it's an epic. Here's why. Very abridged version. Gilgamesh is the king of Uruk, I guess, which maybe is where the Uruk-kai come from. I don't Uruk-kai. know. Yeah, so Gilgamesh is two-thirds god and one-third man. He was a tyrant known for raping women and, uh, and, and like, raping people's wives, too, if anything, anyone he wanted. And he would force all of his subjects into labor. So the gods saw this, and they were displeased, and came up with a plan. <laughs> for some reason, they decided to create a wild man. And this man was named Enkidu, and he was to befriend Gilgamesh, I guess sort of in an attempt to distract him. So Enkidu uh, is a beast, and he would breastfeed from wild animals. Gilgamesh meets him in the forest. They become like instant friends, and Enkidu is taken into the civilized world. After he fucks human women, the animals of the forest reject him and will no longer let him breastfeed. So it gets, sounds like he's uh, trading just, up. It, it, well, we, yeah. So Gilgamesh and Enkidu decide to go on an adventure together. And the adventure that they decide is to cut down trees from a forest that's forbidden to mortals. In order to cut down the trees, they have to fight and kill this monster. And they do that. They go back to the town of Uruk. And because their adventure was successful, Gilgamesh is propositioned by Ishtar, the goddess of love. He rejects her, so she gets her father, Anu, the god of the sky, to send the bull of heaven to bring seven years of famine to Uruk. But Gilgamesh and Enkidu wrestle and kill the bull. This angers the gods, who sentence Enkidu to death. Gilgamesh is so overcome with grief that he decides he must become immortal. He just cannot deal with any more death. So he sets off into the wilderness, determined to find, and I'm not even sure I know how to pronounce this, Utnapishtim, who is like the equivalent, is the Mesopotamian Noah, so to speak, because all cultures have a flood story. Noah is not new, unique, I hate to fucking tell you, but... He travels to the twin-peaked mountain called Mashu, where he talks to two scorpion monsters who guard a tunnel into letting him pass into the tunnel. On the other side is a garden by the sea where he takes a boat through the waters of death to meet this Untapishatim. So this character tells Gilgamesh the story of the flood and how the ga- the the gods met in council and decided to s- destroy humankind. And so they told this guy to build a gigantic boat in which his family and the seed of every li- living creature were kept safe. When the waters finally <clears throat> receded, because he did what the gods told him to, they gave him immortality. So he tells him that Essentially, when the the waters receded and he had done what he was told, the gods were happy and made him immortal. He challenges Gilgamesh to stay awake for a week. And if he can stay awake from a week, he will also be immortal. Gilgamesh instantly falls asleep. 
And <laughs> I'm saying, like, fuck that. I'm tired. These fuck epics are the old epics are are wild. The storytelling is is fascinating. But so he just basically falls asleep and then decides to go home. But before going home, the Great, guys, I'm going home. Basically, Jesus yeah. Christ. So, so before he goes home, uh, Utnap. Tim's wife tells Gilgamesh of a plant that restores right. youth. So he finds the plant and takes it with him. But on the journey home, a snake steals the plant. And as it slithers away, it sheds its skin and is young again. So Gilgamesh, <laughs> it's so fucking wild. So Gilgamesh returns home and accepts his mortality and decides that the great city that he built will be his eternal legacy. The end. That was wow. the abridged, abridged version? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus you, you, Christ. You know, th- what that sounds like to me is Peter, Pe- like, it's Peter Griffin's version of The King and I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go out there. I, I realized that this was a long time ago. That's a stupid fucking story. So that's the yeah. thing. Like, have you ever read some of the old epics? Are just they're just these wild ass stories about encounters with monsters and gods and you know all kinds of fucking shit. Yeah. And flood stories and you know. Yeah. And hey, see, the anyway. young earthers believe the flood is true because of all these other stories have a flood. Yeah. In it. Okay, so I, I, this is really. Yeah. This is weird. I, th- I that think you- what it's like is like they, they try to get everything into one story. Like, I feel like they, you yeah. could have broken that up in like 15 different stories, but they're like, hey, man, we've only got 12 tablets. We've got to get it all on this motherfucker. That's true. <laughs> tablets so are hard to come by. That's true. <laughs> it's funny that you uh, you mentioned the flat earther, Derek. So, y- young, young earthers. Or, uh, I didn't mean flat. Sorry. Yeah. The uh, Excuse me, young earthers, because the, um, the ex husband who pushed me down the stairs was a young earth creationist and he told me that um the world that pangea was pangea until the flood and when the water burst from under the land to flood the planet it broke the continents apart and that's how we have the continents ah. today ah. um and, See, and the ones that I that I was with, I went to a private. And he genuinely believed that, by the way. He, he well, honestly believed people, that. Yeah. But yeah. sorry, these people you... believe the earth was covered by ice and we live to a thousand years like Methuselah and all of those people. The UV radiation that come through the sky was pink and the flood was caused by God melting the ice around the planet. Where they believe the this. fuck do these people come up with this shit? I, I don't know. Okay. <sighs> I don't know. According to flat earthers, we basically live in God's snow globe. So. Well, that's also in the Bible. It's on pillars and has a, a firmament. You need to shake it and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah apparently, that's a- if you read the Book of Genesis, you'll understand. And I'm like, well, that's reason enough for me not to read it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I read it. I mean, the whole Bible. It's just a bunch of stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah, it's just. Exactly, and then and it's got its own a lot flood of murder story, and killing and bloodshed, genocide, rape, all kinds yeah. of insane yeah. shit in there. I'd rather um, just read some Anne Rice, to be honest. Yeah, Stephen King for me. That too. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I love both of them. Shall yeah. we do some best and worst moments? Please. Yeah, back to Lost. Christy, how about yours? Um. Best moments were the reunions at the end. I mean, Rose and Bernard, um, 
you know, a son and Jin and even Michael and Vincent, you know, all the reunions are always a great moment for me. I love that feeling that you get from that. But yeah, Rose and Bernard's was my favorite. Um, Worst moment, the look on Saeed's face when Jack came upon Saeed holding Shannon's body. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a tough moment. Uh, Derek, how about you? Yeah, my best moment was the same as Christie's. There was a lot of dust in the air that in my house that night. <laughs> it was a good, it was a good, but it was good. And uh, for me, the worst moment was just Anna going nuts on the guy with the TV, just, you know, pulling a gun for no reason. And I know there is a reason for it because of the baby crying, but, you know, yeah. in light of what's been going on with the police lately. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, I have something about that in my final impressions. Like, I don't think this episode or this character would, would fly today. It would just be so right, much yeah. more offensive. Um, not that police weren't killing people in 2004, but just, you know, the climate <laughs> that we've had right. here in the last few years. Um, yeah, my best moment, same. Uh, Rose and Bernard, the, all the, the people being reunited. Um, I did have a, a, a close second, and I liked uh, when Michael called Anna's bluff. That she wasn't going to shoot him. Yeah, that yeah, was, that good, was good. Uh, My worst moment was just it was when Anna Lucia just cold blood fucking murdered somebody. Um, I like that, that scene. Yeah. I like you it like too. that scene. Yeah. So well, maybe because so my I'm experience really with violence. Yeah. Well, or being okay, a victim of a violent crime. A victim so of violence. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. I guess so. From my perspective, I. What I related to was her losing a baby because I've also right. had a miscarriage, not from bullets, but uh, and so I I get angry at her. She's my worst moment. She's my worst character, and she's my kill this week. Just because the fact that like she took that grief and and used it to murder somebody, like, I just can't I can't deal with that. I can't abide by that. Um, anyways, uh, Ben, what about your your best and worst moments, babe? Uh, I mean, Bernard and Rose reuniting was obviously like, that's a great moment. But my other one, just because of, I like the way, um, you know, the, this was called collision. It's the very last mm -hmm. scene where Jack and Anna Lucy are staring at each other in that wide shot. Yeah. I just the shot is that. amazing. Yep. Um, the worst moment was, was similar to Derek, except it wasn't when she was, uh, whole, like going bang, bang crazy on the, on the guy with the TV. It was when she was going bang, bang crazy with everyone in the jungle, where she was just pointing the gun at everybody and yeah. you could tell she was just completely fucking out of control. So yeah. Yeah. That was my least favorite. PTSD and guns are never a oh, good yeah. Yeah. Not a good mix. Ben, you want to give us your best characters too? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, my, my favorite, my favorite was, uh, was Mr. Echo for obvious reasons. Um, my, my worst was Anna Lucia and my second worst was Libby. Um, just because like, again, the way that, that she basically put it on Anna Lucia, like she was the one who, who made all those decisions while she was egging her on. That really pissed me off. Um, I, I didn't have a kill in this one. Uh, I just had a fuck and that was, that was Kate. I had similar stuff to you, uh, or my, my worst characters, at least I didn't even have a third worst. I just had Anna Lucia and I had Libby because of that shit that, that she pulled. We've already discussed. Um, 
Mr. Echo, the best. He just is the best. Uh, I also had my second and third best characters were Michael and Bernard. Um, just sort of the way they handled themselves in the uh, scene or situation with Anna Lucia. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna have a threesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Jack and Kate. I'm gonna let them play three holes, and. Uh, <laughs> I think I already mentioned I killed Anna Lucia. So, Christy, what are your uh, rankings? So, I agree with you as far as Echo, Michael Bernard being the top three. My bottom, I also don't have a third bottom. Um, but my my top two are Jace, uh, Anna and Jason McCormick, the guy who she killed. Who, the, okay, the actual the criminal. Guy who, yeah. The guy who, yeah, um, shot her first. Um, and then... I'm fucking Abraham, and I'm killing Anna. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, You liked Abraham, huh? I do. I mean, we're both gingers. Uh, Yeah, my best is the same as the last two, Mr. Echo, Michael, and Bernard. Oh, interesting, yeah. The worst is Anna Lucia. I put Jason as number two because he's just a piece of shit, and then I put Libby for number three, third worst. All similar. that crap. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to fuck Kate, and I'm going to kill Anna Lucia. All right. Ben? Yeah? <laughs> Could you, you update us power on the rankings? power rankings? Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we we got Mr. Echo. Just he's just soaring. He's at seventy six points. There's nobody. Wow. Actually, I say nobody. Kate has exactly half his score at thirty eight. Wow. And then yeah, wow. he really yeah. has just run the fuck away with it. Yeah. And then we've got actually Michael breaking into third place, dislodging the Hurley and Helen duo. So, That's fascinating um, because in season one he was part of the bottom three for oh, yeah, most yeah. of the season. And now he's yeah. in the top. Look at that. All right. The the bottom hasn't changed all that much. We've still got Randy Douchebag Nations and Mr. Cooper. But um, now, so t- now tied with Susan, we have Anna Lucia. Wow. It's about fucking time. Yep. Christy, <laughs> I knew she'd be happy. <laughs> Christy, do you want to give us your final impressions on Anna Lucia? Um, I, I just love this episode so much. It was an important episode. So many important things happened. I loved learning about Echo and his need to just do the right thing. Um, I'm super excited that the two groups have finally merged. I feel like I'm watching like Survivor. Um, <laughs> they have, they have <laughs> I the love torches. All the reunions. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, I just I love everything about this episode except for Enosia. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was a great episode. It's it's nice to see the the groups coming together. I like a lot of what they you know a lot of things that they sort of played with with you know her and her sort of projection and the way that caused her to act. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought it was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, I did write down in my notes here. Wow, she's a murderous cop. Not sure that storyline would fly today. Uh, That was my biggest takeaway from the episode, to tell you the truth. I actually, I didn't feel like it forwarded the plot too much. It was so stationary. Everything kind of happened right in that that one area. But Uh, the reunion. 
Okay, yes, that's Reunion, what I was getting yeah. to. Right. Um, and so, right, like, with it's good to know Anna Lucia is a cop. It's definitely an interesting fact and in that she's a murderous one. Um, but what I wrote down was, yeah, didn't floor, forward the plot much, but loved the reunions. That's the biggest thing, you know, that those moments at the end. Um, and, and it just, like, opens the storyline up, like, oh, my gosh, okay, they're back. Do we get to learn about Rose and Bernard? We're going to get more Sun son and Jin. And, um, yeah. Derek. Final impressions, lasting questions. Yeah, so I thought this was a really good episode as well. We find out about Anna Lucia's past of being a cop, a murdering one. And um, it kind of explains why she's kind of leading the group as really bad with guns, waving it all around. And in the two groups, the survivors are finally reunited at the end, which is really nice. And there really weren't too many questions in this episode. The only one I kind of had was, did Anna ever get in trouble for killing Jason in the parking lot? Oh, right. Okay, so, like, uh, how'd she get to Australia? Maybe she's on the run, too, <laughs> in That's, Australia. Yeah, there we go. Um, okay, so next week. I think I said earlier that next week we would be talking about uh, Mr. Echo, but that is... A lie. Um, lie. Because, <laughs> because yeah. next week is episode nine. It's what Kate did. Uh, Which answers ben, one of my questions. <laughs> yeah. Ben is going to give that episode to us. Uh, very obviously, we are finally going to find out what Kate did. And uh, how about you join us then? Next week. Bye. Catch you later. <laughs> Bye. Catch you later. Lost in My 40s is a Space Bear Media production. Executive produced and edited by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering, editing, and original music by Benjamin Trim. Like and follow Lost in My 40s on Facebook to interact with your hosts. Plus, follow Space Bear Media on YouTube to watch our episode pre-shows. You can also find us at SpaceBear underscore media on Instagram and Twitter. Or come to our website, spacebearmedia.com.